2: Welcome to another edition of Kaiju Transmissions, hopefully your favorite podcast, but I don't know. My co-host Matt is with me. Matt, do you think this is everyone's favorite podcast yet? We've been at this for uh, almost a year pr- probably,
0: now. Pro- probably not, but, okay, it's a, you know.
2: Alright, well, we are happy to have a special guest with us, uh, and before we go into that... Uh, Matt, I, we do have one very special announcement to make. Don't we? What?
0: Oh, oh. Well, there, yeah, I'll, I'll let you make the announcement.
2: Okay. Did you not know what I was talking about at first?
0: I, I thought you were talking about Adam Wingard's Kong's going to. Well, I don't Adam, know that is.
2: Well, that's not an announcement. I mean, well, since you brought it up, Adam Wingard is directing Godzilla vs. Kong. Yay, it's old news now. I'm a big fan of his. Anyway, so I'm excited. But what I was going to tell the good people listening at home, that uh, it is official on Saturday, July 15th, at G-Fest. We will be presenting at 10 a.m. a panel with Nick Polling from the Monster Report. And it will be a uh, tribute to Gamera vs. Gauss. The original uh Gamma versus Gauss uh, for that movie's fiftieth anniversary. What? And that will be in ballroom one. So if you are at G Fest this year, come to Ballroom One at ten o'clock and don't be afraid to say hello. Uh we won't We we won't bite in person. Well, I won't. Matt probably will. Yeah, I'm not that weird either. Uh so that's our announcement. So, um, We have a very special guest today, and that is Mr. Jeff Horn, who is one of the organizers of G-Fest, which will be... Jeff, what are the dates?
1: The dates are July 14th, Friday through the 16th. Yes, and that is at the Crown
2: Plaza Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. We've been talking about having you on here for a long time now, Um, and of course, with G-Fest looming just over a month away, now is the perfect time. So thank you very much
1: for joining us. You're very welcome, very welcome. Big fan of the podcast.
2: Thank you, thank you. And I've known Jeff for a few years now, and I always make sure to say hello when I bump into him or pass him. At the convention, and he's always ve- been very nice to me. And uh, Matt, this is going to be your first G Fest, correct? Yeah, man, my first, uh, my first G Fest. All right, it's, it's going to be my thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, you're <laughs>
0: you're like old news, G <laughs> Fest.
2: Um. So, uh, so Jeff, what's what's go- what's been what's up? I, it looks like the the schedule for the the new one, which is twenty four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, Man, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Schedule's up. Guests are announced. Um, and we'll we'll talk a little bit movies are announced. We'll talk a little bit about that. But yeah, is it um at this point in the year is it pretty much smooth sailing from here until uh until the actual show starts?
1: It really it's a lot smoother than it was. A couple of years ago, we did a couple of things that made it so that when we would get together, the organizers would do just like this. We'd go ahead and, and connect via Skype, talk to each other. And we start doing that right after, you know, take a little bit of time to decompress. Yeah. And then just a little bit of, uh, you know, a couple of weeks afterwards, we go over, OK, what worked, what didn't work. And we start planning right, right away for the next year. So. When we get to this time, uh, we do, we, at first it's a monthly call, uh, then we'd make it, once we hit May, we say, okay, let's start doing twice a month. So at this point, we just want to make sure we haven't forgotten anything, there's not something that's suddenly fallen into our laps, uh, and it does. it's a lot smoother than it was years ago. Mm-hmm. And we, we can say years ago, um, <laughs> in this, like you said, 24th year, it's... Yeah, it's amazing when you think back to uh, the first one back in, well, there was the Friends of, G- or Friends of uh, uh, G-Fan back in 1994, but then the first full-blown convention, the G-Con uh, in Arlington Heights, Illinois, was the first convention proper.
2: Yeah, the, the first one that was open to the public all weekend, I think that was the 96 one, right, with the the suit actors.
1: There was actually one before it in 1995. There weren't any guests.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm I'm on the ever, I'm sure, reliable Wikipedia page, and it says, in 95 <laughs> the first two days were closed to the public, and then news spread, and then it was open to the public on the last day. Hmm. Were Maybe you there? It was, Do you know anything
1: was, about this? <laughs> I was there. I, I actually started subscribing and, and picked up the first G-Fan magazine, with issue 11 or 13, and it had an ad for the first GCON.
2: Yeah. Okay. And In that so, case, my first one was the second one,
1: which was 96. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. But there's certain, I mean, after 24 of them, there are certain times, certain uh, conventions just blur. I don't remember oh, yeah. much better. I bet. But, That 96 show was just phenomenal because it was uh, Haru Nakajima and Ken Patrio Satsuma coming. And it was their first time before an American audience. And, and their, their big thing is being inside the suit. They weren't that Mm -hmm. well-known. And I mean, they could probably go to a restaurant or a bar at that time and not even be recognized. Now, Okay, same thing happens here, but the way the audience reacted to them, they were just blown away.
2: Yeah, and um, (laughs) I was only... I was 11. Okay. And (laughs) and my mom thought they were so funny because they were, like... They were, like, so, like, excited to be... They were, like, just as excited to be there as everyone was to see them.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, They they were a blast. I remember them having... uh, some toys big size toys of each one's godzilla and they're playing with them together battling each other i mean they were like a couple of kids just like us <laughs> yeah uh, and they had a blast yeah so, so that, that one
2: that far back were you involved in any capacity or were you just there as just like anyone else is an a- attendee
1: yeah i was just there as an attendee okay and it took... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh,
2: I was just going to say, and to be clear, you're an organizer, and you, you handle a lot of the PR and social media stuff still,
1: correct? Right, right. So, um, the PR, the social media, I actually, a couple of years ago, added in the film festival, which we can talk about in a bit, um, and some other things. Um, and I guess JD likes to call me his right-hand man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so.
2: Um. Now, so when did you get involved hands-on in the behind-the-scenes of the convention?
1: I'm trying to think back now. I Early on, probably 97, 98, I would volunteer. And, and that's a great way to get started and to get involved with it, is to volunteer to do things. So I remember back then working the registration desk, and I wanted to do that just so I could meet people and, and get to know people and did that. But outside of that, I wasn't involved with the convention other than just being a fan like everyone else. Um, And then I'm thinking (laughs) maybe one of the Hollywood trips talking with JD out there and coming up with ideas and things. And, and he's a big one that if you have an idea, something that can might take off something that can make the convention better, he's open to it. As long as you're willing to put in the work, and to and to see it through um and so i we did things like that and i remember one of the things that we did coming back when it came back to chicago um we were at the radisson in arlington heights again and one of the things that was really neat i thought about the hollywood roosevelt I, i have missed one of the conventions and that was the 99 show out in los angeles my daughter was born two weeks before the convention, and surprisingly, I couldn't get away to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> was it that
2: um, one, or was it two thousand that
1: where like everything went wrong? Two thousand was the one where it, it was it was too big, mm-hmm. uh, it was so many guests, and it was it, having uh, the first showing of Godzilla nineteen fifty four, a brand new print, subtitled uh, first showing in quite some time. Uh, and that was, uh, right across or at the same time as Megumi Odaka's, uh, presentation. And so unfortunately she's in this big ballroom and everyone's over watching Godzilla 1954 at the Egyptian theater. So things like that went on. Uh, I mean, for a fan, it was a great convention. You had, um, I'm trying to think all the guests we had, we had Yuji Sakai was there with model kits, Megumi Odaka, um, both Satsuma and Nakajima-san were there again um let's see who else I'm did looking we have? at
2: the the site I have uh Arikawa was there right um Yuasa, who the who created Gamera. uh Kita Amamiya who did Zerum uh yeah that that that's, that thing was it's packed. an awesome list yeah yeah i mean
1: <laughs> it, it, it was good i mean just there were so many people and the Hollywood Roosevelt is if you haven't been there, it is an old Hollywood hotel. That's where they used to hold the Oscars back in the old days. And the way it was laid out was they had this big atrium in the middle and it would just go straight up to the roof with an open space. And then you had a little walkway around that each floor. So you had a couple of very old elevators uh, and it just was it was kind of a little tight. Uh, the convention spot where the presentation and everything, that was sizable because that was like a ballroom. Um, but the people signing autographs had to be on several different floors. And I think, if I remember correctly, Nakajima and Satsuma were on the top floor. Now, a hotel that was built <coughs> excuse me, in the early 1900s doesn't have the best air conditioning. And this is middle of summer in Hollywood, so it was very hot up there. Um, it just—things were a little a little rough for them. Um, and I know for quite some time, uh, Kansatsuma was not interested in coming back to conventions because of the experience. Oh, wow. But, uh, again, for the fan, you had so many guests, It was, but it was just kind of like trying to do too many things. Yeah. Um and yeah and so things and what had happened I think both those shows out in California I believe that JD Lee's handed off the convention and so he wasn't running it but a lot of the same people were involved in running it he was there I remember seeing him in the dealers room at the G Fest table and that was his thing that he was doing that weekend so. At that point, he decided, "Okay, let's go back to Chicago," because part of the reason of going out to California was closer to the film industry, and thinking that would be a big draw closer to Japan. But it didn't. It didn't quite go that way, mm-hmm. and, and that was. I mean, it was a great time. Uh, I had a, I did fly out to that show, and came back uh, on Sunday, but, um, but then it came back to Chicago, went back to the Radisson in Arlington Heights, and. I said to J.D., I said, one of the things that was really neat about that show was the in-house TV. Oh, yeah. And it was all these programs, Sentai shows, things like that, that we didn't see or you didn't see. And it was great. You'd be exhausted from the day at the convention. You'd go back to your room. You'd turn on the TV. And there's the uh, closed circuit programming. So I thought, let's let's go ahead. Let's look into that. And so we wanted to do that again, and the Radisson said, "Sure, no problem. Um, just we have a VCR hooked up to our panel that goes to the TVs in the rooms, and so we put a box of enough videotape to get us from Friday through Sunday uh, when the convention closed down, and they would just switch it out for us. It was it was really a lot of fun then." <laughs> A couple of years later, we moved out of the Radisson because it was it was not a big hotel. Um, it was nice uh, location because it was right across the street from, as it was known at the time, Johan, but now it's Mitsuwa, and so that was really neat. You could walk right across the Japanese bookstores. were There, there were toy stores there, um, the food court, the whole thing. Um, but we then moved to the Crown Plaza, um, and they didn't have someone that could just throw tapes into the vcr so jd and i would do it and we had six hour we did it at six hour increments we're like okay so i'll do i'll take this shift and and we'd go downstairs and we'd plop in the next tape and hopefully get close and it's like okay well i got the 2 a.m shift all right i got the 6 a.m shift and or you know the math doesn't work there but do you get my my drift and so we did that and then as We went on to try to think, well, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so as technology got better and PCs became a viable option, that's what we started doing. So there's a PC that's hooked up, and we create a playlist and have uh, public domain and whatnot videos that will play through the hotel. And there are people that just go nuts. And it's fun. Because I'm walking through the hallway and I can just hear the TVs blasted in the rooms as I'm walking by. I'm like, oh, OK, everyone's watching it. Good. That's really nice. And it's gone to the point where it started on Friday and on Sunday when the convention went down. The people saying, well, I get in on Thursdays. Can you start them earlier? And then and we stay Sunday and we don't leave until Monday. <laughs> so you know, so it, it goes for almost, not quite a week, but it goes Uh, you know a good number of days and uh people always enjoy it and uh, get a real good response no
2: the the in-house tv channel is amazing i just leave it on the tv just the whole time i'm there pretty much it's one of my favorite things because you know when you're like i leave it on when we go to bed when we wake up and uh yeah the, the hard work is definitely appreciated um so uh, I know with your role, it seems like... Because there's been different organizers and PR people come come and go over the years. I've seen, a, seen them, you've seen them. Like, at what point did you... It, it, is, it seems like your role now is bigger than it was a few years ago. Or is that just a projection of mine?
1: No, it, it definitely is. And the convention became bigger, and we started doing more things... And so there the organized the group the main core organizers, they're about to they're about five or six of us. And so within that there are other people that actually work at it, but then those of us we, we have that monthly and then semi monthly uh, call to just plan things out. So um, it used to be, yeah we would i remember back in the days pre facebook where you would look at the local newspapers and you would try to get into their weekend section and you would send out um, to the tv stations and radio stations you'd send out press releases and things like that and that was <clears throat> that was the main thing and then the tv but then other things started coming on so a couple years ago i think we're in about the fourth year now we decided that uh, the fan videos got to be too long and they started going at 20 and things like that. So we said, I said, well, what, what if we do this? We'll keep the video contest at 10 minutes. If you have a movie up to 10 minutes, then you're good there. But if you're over that 10 minute threshold, we're going to have a G fest film festival. And there's a room in the basement of the crown called the midway room which is a real, it's like a lecture room. So it's really great for for showing videos. Um, And there's a big screen and a projector uh, from the uh, ceiling and things like that. So we started getting people submitting their films um, that are, I mean, some of them go up to an hour and a half even. And then there's a, once Facebook came along and I was just talking about how we had to send all these things out, once Facebook hit, you were able to keep in touch with the people that you'd see at G-Fest all year, but at the same time, there's a G-Fest page. The people are able to keep up on the news and what's going on. So there's not as much newspaper and television submissions as there was once was. So um, posting on there, uh, a gentleman by a- the name of Avery Guerrero, he does a lot of publicity for independent films that are, giant monsters, dinosaurs, things like that. So he and I have developed a relationship where he brings these filmmakers to me and we talk and and see if they would like to submit their films to the G-Fest Film Festival. And so some years we've had actually two days with different programming. Uh, Others where the programming is not so heavy, uh, we will show it Saturday and then show it again on Sunday. And then we've sometimes... If the filmmakers are actually there, uh, we have q and A Q&A at the end of the at the end of their film, things like that. And a couple of years ago, um, this was I'd say two years ago now. <clears throat> Day of the Kaiju showed, and so uh, Kazuhiro Nakagawa showed up, and he was a filmmaker. He just flew in on his own dime from Japan,
2: and he's and- uh, Shinji Higuchi's assistant. And uh, Attack on Titan and Shin Godzilla, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. And he's coming back this year as a guest.
2: And um, yeah, I remember that because that's also uh, Z- Zella showed. Yeah, um, yeah, Ma- yeah, yeah. And so there were there were a lot of things like that where they were independent fan films, but like they were, they were a little bit higher quality than you know the kind of stuff you'd see on YouTube or whatever.
1: Exactly, exactly. I mean, they had uh, special, really nice special effects and and things like that. So um, the the films that go there range from that. So um, whereas I started with just a couple things, now we moved on to other areas. And the nice thing is, is that we also have, even though there might be, it might seem like more things are going on with the organizers, we can divvy things up a bit better as well. And, and we get other people who come along and, and join the team, and, and they do things as well. Like uh, J.D. would do the scheduling of the sessions himself, and then Martin Alt came in. Um, I think this is his third year of scheduling the sessions, and that takes a lot of, I mean, because so much work goes into that, that uh, it takes some of the pressure off um, what J.D. had to do. And it just, we were able to split things up and have and and do it that way. And it's worked out real nice.
2: So, does JD more or less now just kind of divvy up the responsibilities to you guys and then just kind of check in on it and kind of approve things? Is he a little bit more, um, is he kind of allowing other people to take on a lot of the things that he was doing? Is he as involved in that level or does he he just manage you guys?
1: Yeah. He's still quite involved. Uh, it's just that where he was doing, let's say, 70 percent, now he's 60 percent or 50 percent of what he had been doing. So um, he's still doing quite a bit. It's just that a number of things were, that he had to do are turned over to others, and that takes some of the pressure off of him. Uh, and 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 all of us are really seeing that benefit.
2: So, um, speaking of guests, uh, so what, so you said earlier, you know, after, after the end of one convention, you immediately start Skyping and planning for the next one and talking more and more and more throughout the year until summer with the guests, how do you choose and basically bring them over here? How do do you guys come up with the ideas yourselves or do people send you offers or how do you um, come up with the guest lists every year and what does it take to, to get those guys out here?
1: Right. So it can go a number. It can go all those ways. So it depends on what we'll, we'll kind of brainstorm. That first one, OK, what went right, what went wrong. OK, now let's look at because the big draw at the convention is the guests. Sure, the dealer's room is very popular, but the guests are what people are get really excited about. And so um, depending on sometimes it's, there's no set one set way. Uh, we'll look at you know, what is going on. Is this an anniversary of something? Uh, has a certain movie just come out or is it an anniversary of a movie or something like that? And so we'll reach out to contacts that we have in Japan uh, in other cases, we might have uh, some people who uh, deal with that directly. Um, different different ways that we've got that we've uh, make contact with the guests. Um, JD and has put on the the G tours, a couple yeah. of those now, and so contacts have been made. Uh, to and one of the things they'll do when they're in Japan is they'll meet with guests who are involved in the uh, Kaiju films. And so people that they've made contact with through those may be turn to them and ask for assistance in getting a certain guest or something like that. Or uh, in the case of this year with Shinji Higuchi, he was a guest several years ago. And so with the success of Shin Godzilla, we tried to contact him and we did it early enough uh, to be able to bring him in. And and that worked out real nice. So a bunch of different ways. Um, no one set way to bring the guests in. Okay, uh,
2: obviously not asking to name any names. Have you ever had any guests? Because for the most part, at least from my perspective, the guests all seem super cool. And since they're in like another country, and people are like probably freaking out over them more than they would in Japan. Have you ever had guests that are like are, are there? Have there ever been any like particularly difficult ones?
1: No, really, everyone when they they don't if they hadn't been to a convention before, they're not really sure what to expect. Yeah, and then they get here, and then the reception that they get usually blows them away. yeah, and and the, usually what goes on is um, early before the convention really gets going, uh, they'll go on a sightseeing tour, just relax, have fun, try and get over the jet lag, things like that, and then, the convention starts in earnest on Friday uh, and Saturday and Sunday. We try and do the inter- or the sessions and things like that on Saturday and Sunday, autograph signing a couple of times throughout the weekend. So uh, we really haven't had any. Everyone has been very happy, at least feedback that I've gotten, has been real happy with their experience.
2: Yeah, no. I every I haven't. I mean, I've been to like, comic cons and horror conventions, and you, it, it, it's. I just feel like every time you like approach a guest, most of the time they've been cool. But I, I've talked about different guests that have been like, you know, you can just tell they don't want to be there. And I've never had that experience at G Fest, and um, so it's always it's always so much more refreshing, you know, when you feel like you're talking to guests that, you know, they don't feel like their time's being wasted. And I've never had that experience. And they, yeah, they always, sometimes they just seem like in disbelief that so many people are interested in them. I remember when Rhodes Reason was there, he was just like, he, you could tell there's no way that guy thought so many people loved King Kong Escapes.
1: (laughs) Right. To him, it was just some movie that he made Spent a couple months, went over to Japan, made this dumb movie, and you know, then came home. because he did all those, a lot of B movies, did television series and such, and it was just another job. Yeah. But for us, for us, it's that in-con <laughs> movie. It's, it's like, it is a blast. It's a, it's a great movie. Yeah. And so, he, I think, and seeing it with that's the other thing that's great is that we will try and get movies uh, and play them at the Pickwick Theater which is a refurbished uh, old time movie house in uh, Park Ridge, Illinois, uh, about 10 minutes from the hotel, from the crown plaza. And if we're able to get the movie that we try and get a movie that the guests were involved Mm -hmm. with, in this case, uh, we were able to get King Kong escapes because uh, it's available through universal, which is very easy to, to uh, rent. And so uh, he hadn't seen it in forever. Uh, And so to be able to see it and then, if you've never experienced seeing these movies with a room, you know a thousand seats in this theater, a room full of fans who are just it's every wild. name comes up the credits, they burst into applause and go.
2: Yeah, no. I know <laughs> they 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 really lose it at these screenings, which you know that's this part of the fun. And um, do you have any uh, do you have like a wish list of people that you haven't had yet that you want to get out?
1: But um, I think the the one wish list, the one that we've wanted for the longest time, is Kumi Musuno. Mm. Yeah, uh, and that just—I I don't know that that'll happen. And the, the, one of the things that is I mean, a lot of these the Showa era uh, folks that are still with us—it's um, having to travel. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
2: they're just yeah really... the the older folks. I remember um, um, last year. Uh, Hiroku Sakurai from, um, uh, the, the Ultraman series, mm-hmm. she was supposed to go, it was two weeks later, um, ben Furuya went, but she was supposed to go to Fandom Fest, which Matt here actually went to, but she canceled, and I, I don't know if a, an official reason was ever given why, and I was just like, you know, that lady, God bless her, she Seemed to really love being there, but, like, her age, like, she was probably just like, I can't, I can't do that again in two weeks.
1: Right, right. And, I mean, you
2: know, and same with Nakajima, because Nakajima does tons of cons now, and he's been canceling a lot, and it's like, you know, their health is the most important thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and one of the things that has, was a real... Uh, I mean, all the guests are wonderful and, and we're so fortunate to get who we get or to get the guests that we can that can make it and, and come in. But uh, Akira Takarada, when he first came that first year, I remember I had was showing up with my family. It was Thursday morning and we walk in the door and, and he's grabbing every kid that he can find and posing <laughs> pictures with them and just doing this and he's dressed the teas and just it looks so great and everything. And then he's been back twice since then. And and every time, I mean, he'll he'll take time out, uh, pose for pictures with the kids and everything. It's just it's amazing. He's, he's just great. Yeah, he's super. Cool. He's just super chill about everything
2: i can't imagine him like raising his voice at anyone ever like and but yeah i I love stuff like that like i remember when kawakita was there a couple years ago seeing like he was like playing with kids in the lobby and um there's there's that great photo now that i think is pretty well known at this point in the fandom circle but when kyle yount from kaiju cast when his son was a baby he dressed him up as Guren, and yeah. you know they had the director yuasa like like crawling around with them and i don't know that's that's stuff that i don't know it's it's a rarity you know to see people get that involved because they're they're almost as involved as the fans
1: at this point Right? oh absolutely and the thing about it is when you're watching these movies and you're younger now, you started going to G- or G-Con uh, at a very early age. So it was probably not the same as it was for you. But for people my age uh, and you know, all us old people, uh, we grew up watching these films in the 60s and 70s. And to think one day we'd actually meet these people it blows. still blows my mind. <laughs>
2: uh one that i want i I always wanted you guys to get was Russ Tamblin because a I love War of the gargantuas, but like he's in so many other things that I love, yeah. like the haunting and it, not, right now i 'm watching him in the new twin Peaks season, so right. that's one that i've always wanted and um i think I think did you guys only have Yoshio Tsuchiya once I think he's one that i I would really like to have come back because i haven't got a chance to meet him and he he always seems super awesome
1: yeah i'm trying to remember he was at was it the third g con but yeah he was it's been quite some time um you know the thing is we can try and get the people and um we always the russ tamlin is one that have been requests from certain corners like yeah we should get him we should get him it'd be great Um, and so from year to year, we keep, okay, who are the people we want to try and get? And we go through and try and talk to them, try and get their representatives and work it out. So, you know, someday, hopefully before it's too late, we'll be able to get some of these people. Um,
2: do you have, uh, like, um, I guess, have you had a favorite convention yet?
1: Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there, there have, uh, th- so many of them have just been phenomenal and just unexpected and and but i think still looking back to that second one
2: mm-hmm.
1: that second where uh satsuma-san and nakajima-san were here for the first time yeah that i think is probably i mean there's so many great things over the years but that yeah first time and and their reactions and everything. I don't know if that'll be topped. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that that I I really liked. I think it was 08 uh, when we, there was Nakajima and Don Fry, who's always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, I I actually had Nakajima sign a picture of me and him from when I was 11. That was
1: really cool for me. Um, I did that same thing. I had, yeah. a, picture. <laughs> I had a picture from G-Con. And when they were at the uh, Hollywood Roosevelt, I did the same. I had a picture and I, I blew it up and brought it to him. And Ken Satzman looks down at it and looks at me.
0: And,
1: huh? Oh, oh! And just, they signed it and everything. Yeah. And, and they're what is this? Oh, <laughs> you're coming back again? <laughs> Where did you get this from? So another yeah, thing, same, uh, same thing.
0: And um, I'm take I'm just taking it all in because this is. Uh... I, like I said, I went to Fandom Fest and meeting all the, the suit actors uh, at Fandom Fest because I, I got to meet uh, Kitigawa, Satsuma, Nakajima, and uh, Yoshida. And, like, just, just that experience alone was, like, once in a lifetime. And I, I just remember, like, seeing – I I kept meeting uh, Satsuma in the elevator and, like, riding an elevator with him, and I remember being, like, giddy. I didn't know what to say. I just, yeah. like, was just, like – you know, starstruck. And and that's weird because like I, I typically don't like for me if I if I saw like an actor an actress, I'm kinda like, eh, but like because of who, you know, they are and, and growing up with Godzilla films, i I would just like in complete awe. And so looking forward to, to meeting other guests and other people involved in the movies and going to like G fest for the first time, like I'm really looking forward to it. So learning about the process and everything is really for me really interesting. Um out of curiosity, like I mean what are, what are the, some of the hang-ups that you typically run into when you're planning these? Because you're, you're working with so many different people. Like, What are some of the pitfalls that you've had to, to overcome in the past? Because I know that whenever you're planning a big event like this, there's probably a million things that can go wrong. So like, what are some of the things that you've had to, to maybe overcome?
1: Yeah, the, the big thing is the guests and their availability. So we hold the convention in the middle of summer. That's when a lot of actors are working. And so, the retired actors and 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 the, those folks are easier to get only because uh, there have been years where we had someone lined up and they were ready to go, and then they had to cancel at the last minute because they had we were gonna start shooting something and they weren't going to be able to make it. So things like that, uh, th- that's one of the tough hurdles. Um, the other tough hurdle is being able to get the rights to show the movies. Uh, at the Pickwick, That can be tough. Um, there was a time not too many years ago where Sony had the rights to a large number of them, all the millennial uh, millennium films, and so that was easier. But those films are starting to go down in numbers, so that makes it a little tougher. Um, so that's probably the, the main thing. Um, again, we've been doing this now long enough that not only you know when problems do arrive or arise, we're able to work through them and come to a resolution before anyone even sees it on the outside um but those are the types of things that are, that are kind of tough sometimes
2: yeah well i can <laughs> i know that uh speaking of screenings there was it was a year i skipped but there was the one where godzilla 54 like the film broke or something right is that what
1: happened that, right it was i'm trying to remember because there was a time uh, when the transition from film to digital was beginning to take place and so uh the only way i don't think there was going to be a film version of uh of or maybe it was the pickwick wasn't able to play film at that point they'd already dismantled yeah. that projector and so it's had a to bummer? go. It really is. It really is. <laughs> when you when you look at it and what they have to go through, uh, the theater owner, especially a small independent mm-hmm. not who's not part of a big chain. I mean, I remember walking out of the Pickwick and they'd have box after box after or case uh, with however many reels inside of it uh, just waiting to be picked up because uh, their rental was coming to an end with that. Uh, now they get a hard drive. Yeah. And it costs a couple dollars to ship it. So it's got its its pluses and minuses. That's that's a plus. But for someone that loves film, nothing looks better. than
2: I know. Movies. Like yeah, I know. And I think a few years ago, we I I was even talking to you about it. I was just like, man, I would go to these movies more. I love the 35 millimeter. That's the thing. Yeah. You know. You know. I'll, I'll I'll go if like one of the guests that's really special to me is in attendance. And yeah, the screenings are always a blast. Oh, the one I remember was it was a digital screening for Biolante. Oh gosh! <laughs> and it just it froze. Yeah. Now every that frame that it was frozen on, <laughs> every time I watch that movie, it just like it's it's burnt into
1: my brain at this point. <laughs> I, I remember once it froze. I jumped, I was down near the front, I jumped out of my seat and just went running for the projectionist booth to try and get up there. And it, was, <laughs> it just was unfortunate that the player <clears throat> at that time that they were using didn't make the jump to the next layer. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, but then uh,
2: there, there's an archaic term layer.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. So fortunately that doesn't happen any longer. Yeah. And thank knocking, thank God. Will, yeah. So, you know, the nice thing this year is that with movies that are being played, uh, readily available, they will get their, uh, I can't remember the term when I talked to the projectionist that he used, but they'll get the hard drives that they put in, and then it reads it and, and, and is encrypted and everything. Uh, so the really, uh, it's going to be played off of uh, format that any theater is going to be using nowadays. So we didn't have to jump through hoops like we have had to in the past
2: yeah no oh, that that night that was yeah. that was that was a wild ride um, right and it
1: was it, it played no problem at the hotel the next day so anyone that uh wanted to see the end of the movie was able to go see <laughs> in one of the ballrooms and it's like oh my god uh, <laughs>
2: yeah uh, um well let's talk a little bit about um the movie selection you have this year um, now I know earlier and it's the obvious one is you're gonna play movies that are uh um, tie in with with the guests um right and uh, a few years ago, you guys started adding the Thursday showings for people that show up a day early, and you know if they want they can the Pickwick will have like an all day almost monster movie thing where they show four movies or whatever how do you How do you pick those? Is that just more what's available to you? Because like you have some weird ones this year, like Dragon yeah.
1: Wars. Yeah, what we tr- try and do is the Thursday movies are a little bit looser. So we've had things like um, them and Gorgo and things that aren't Japanese and just kind of like what are movies? Some, we'll Harry Housen movies uh, things that we normally a lot of us haven't seen on the big screen. We just see it at home on a DVD or a, a Blu-ray or VHS or Laserdisc. And so um, we'll do that. And, and who owns them and, and how available they are makes a big difference as well. So uh, King Kong versus Godzilla Universal has the rights, and they rent those out, no problem. Um, Dragon Wars, that's, I believe, Sony. But again, no problem getting that. And, and it was thing like, well, have we played that before? No. And it's a fun movie. It's not the greatest, but it's entertaining. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it probably wouldn't pull as many people in on a weekend yeah. night. It's something. But on a Thursday, yeah, on a Thursday, that'd be fun. Um, Mega Ge- Godzilla X, Mega Gearest. Uh We have uh, Michiru Oshima's uh, score. That was her first score that she did. And it's it's I, I just love her scores. That's the best um, thing in that that movie is that, her score. Absolutely, absolutely. There's the themes that she comes up with, uh, and so that I wanted we wanted to be able to have one of her films show um, Godzilla twenty fourteen we hadn't shown yet with the big crowd, and so we thought okay that'd be a lot of fun, especially with uh, if we put it night tonight up with Kong Skull Island. Yeah. And all of us have seen Kong Skull Island, but again, we haven't seen it with the large group. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, yeah, because, uh, yeah, that that's kind of what my next question would be, was going to be, was, what was the choice bet- bet- behind Skull Island, being that it's, you know, a few, a movie that came out a few months ago, um, but yeah, I, 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 the G-Festers haven't watched it together.
1: Right, exactly. And, and it's such a fun non-stop, you know, right off the bat it kicks in. And there's really not a lot of downtime in it. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, and I think all the fans will have a good time watching it together.
2: Yeah. And the, the other one I was kind of, like, when you first announced the film selection, I was thinking, like, well, Shin Godzilla just came out, too. But then, like, I re—I mean, I was, I live in an area where it played in a lot of theaters. But then, like, I was thinking, well, I'm sh- there's a lot of people that still haven't seen it. And obviously Higuchi's there too, but um so I, I don't know. I what movie's divisive, but uh I'm wondering what 'cause I'm I'm sure there'll be a lot of people there who didn't get a chance to see it. I'm wondering what the takeaway is with that, or how that's gonna play with the G fest crowd. Like are they gonna like get like uh like rowdy every
1: time there's a new meeting or <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> But <laughs> when they every single subtitle that comes up on the, or that the secondary subtitle that comes up on the screen, they'll clap and all right the you know, the whatever the helicopter names are or the you know the different I mean there's so many of that secondary subtitling that they'll be going <laughs> nuts about. <laughs>
2: so,
1: I mean the thing is every one of these movies. I mean I even remember seeing Final Wars with uh oh
2: yeah when you got oh my gosh cuz that was my first time seeing Final Wars and yeah. based on that audience I never would have guessed it would have had so many people hate it like I walked yeah. out of that theater thinking like wow people love this movie and then like when I get back back to Detroit and and pop up you know Monster Zero or whichever forum I was on at the time it's like oh my gosh that is totally not what I
1: just experienced well, there's also a picture from uh, the next day. There was a session of, you know, of pro and not even pro, kind of just Final Wars, what's it all about? And you had about five people on one side of the table and five people <laughs> on the other side of the table. And you see, just look at this picture and you see who hated it. You can tell by their expression and who loved it. You can see from their expression. <laughs> That's just so the thing. funny. It was, it was a blast. It was a blast. <laughs> And I expect that a similar thing may go on with this one. Yeah, like, it has it is, to. It's a divisive film. It really I mean, they love it and think, oh, that's the greatest thing ever. And people like you guys because I listen to the podcast <laughs> didn't, didn't care for it that much. <laughs> I'm I'm more middle ground. Yeah, there are things I thought were really good, things I thought were entertaining. Then there are other things that are not that great. You're a but, rare
2: breed. I feel like that that one's like an all or nothing like (laughs) so yeah being middle ground is yeah hold on to that you're You're right right. uh i was gonna say um because uh and this is something that i've talked to matt and a couple of our other friends who've talked about you know they want to get out and you know who knows when but they want they want to experience it and one thing that I keep telling them is I'm like, you got to go. Everyone is super cool. And you're on the Facebook groups. You're on the forums just like me. And mm-hmm. I know that you and me, we have both seen plenty of toxicity, like, within mm-hmm. this fandom. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, like, do you think that's the people that are the the fans that we're talking about, you know, that... They chase people away. Like my the, my co-host of my other podcast, "If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It," uh, Trev, he uh, got into Godzilla a little bit, and then like the fandom was too much for him. He was just like, I, I, "These people are like, it's full of gatekeepers and stuff like that." And I, I, I guess any fandom is, but in my That's experience, not, I... it, it, in my experience at G Fest, like all of that just kind of like melts away. And I was going to ask you. With the fandom, do you think that the people that are like that don't just don't go, or do you think that? I mean, the obvious answer is that on the internet is much different from interacting with someone in person. But the the in person fandom at G Fest is like completely opposite of what I would see on some of the more populated forums or Facebook groups, and that inconsistency, in a way, is like it's baffling and fascinating
1: to me in a way. Yeah, it, the thing about it is, and, and we'll go back to the uh, the Hollywood show. I, at that point, I didn't know a lot of people. And I was a fan of not just the convention, but Godzilla and uh, Kaiju films as a whole. Um, and I remember walking the walk from the Hollywood Roosevelt, which is right across the street from Grauman's Chinese Theater um, or whatever it's called now. Uh, you just right down Hollywood Boulevard to the Egyptian Theater, and they had these movies going, uh, a Kaizu festival going, and they had uh, Son of Godzilla, which was just spectacular print, looked beautiful. Uh, I think Destroyer was shown that weekend, Godzilla 54 was shown, a number of things. And I'm in line with a couple of guys waiting for them to open up and, and get into the theater none of us knew each other i think there were three of us um and we were going to see son of godzilla and we just start talking about this movie and the things that we liked about it and all this and and it comes you know crosses my mind that you would never be able to do this anywhere without fear or risk of of people going, what are you talking?
2: I know about? those moments. I they're always they're so surreal. Like I have them every time. Like where right, I, you just talk to a random person about like like Gamera versus Giron. It's like I'm talking to a stranger about a movie that nobody that I interact with on a daily basis has seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and it's it's always surreal. It's always super cool. And yeah, that's such a big part of the experience. And I'm always telling these guys, I'm like. Cause they're all like, oh well, you know, I've been on these forums for so long. I know what the fans are like, I don't, and it's like, no, 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 it's not like that. You gotta try it, like,
1: right? Yeah, it, it's not like that at all. You don't have no one's trying to show up or or trying to be an elite elitist. I hate that. I, I laugh at it a lot of times. <laughs> we well, yeah, elitist. the
2: elitism—that's what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> that scares away new fans that you know check out check things out sometimes, but. If, at these conventions, like, I've never really gotten it. Like, I've had, like, healthy, like, you know, after Godzilla 2014 came out, like, some people, oh, I didn't care for it. There's no Godzilla. Oh, I kind of like that movie. And it's always kind of conversations like that. But, yeah, you log on to a Facebook group or whatever, and it's, you didn't like Shin Godzilla? How could you? La 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 blah. And it's, yeah. it's just, that's not what it's like at all. None
1: of that happens. And the other thing is, I don't know if it, impacts it anyway or not but the age range of people that you're going to see at this you you've got those of us that have grew up with the movies and have been fans since the 60s um you've got people that are you've got young kids who are there with their grandmother that doesn't even know about these <laughs> movies they're there with the family you have families that come back every year as part of their vacation and go yeah. to g-fest you've got um you know experts in the you know who know these movies and and go to japan and and are you know friends with the people that make the movies or you know have these collections of things that were part of the movie that you would never be able to see anywhere other than in their collection And, and so you've got all these people and everyone is open to talking to other people no one you know the things that you see online that kind of stuff goes on anywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere um and it's it's not anything that's special to this fandom um yeah it seems like it's a big deal in our fandom because this is the one we know best and this is the one we're part of best but it goes on with star wars it goes on with star trek yeah it goes with anything you're gonna have people that disagree that don't get along that want to you know from the safety of their keyboards, want to get into fisticuffs and things like that. Yeah, but and yeah, and
2: together. hell, I mean, with the convention that's run so long, I mean, you've probably seen relationships sour and people splintering into different groups. And I mean, you, hell, you've probably been in the middle of some of that stuff. And mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's not indicative. That's like I said, it's, or like you said, that's something that goes on everywhere. And I think. And I also think it's a matter of sometimes the voices that are most annoying are those are the loudest ones that you remember, like I have a job in customer service, so mm-hmm. when i when I come home, sometimes the people that I remember the best from my day are the people that give me a hard time, you know and yeah. but in truth i've I've said hello and goodbye to several hundred people, and then it's just like, oh, there's that one you know, that you have to kick out or whatever. And, you know, but yeah, I think it's just the toxic things sometimes are the things we remember the most.
1: Exactly. Exactly. We forget about the good things, but, um, yeah, I, and then also, I mean, there've been, it's, it's like life in general, you friendships, you have falling out and everything. But again, it's been going on so long that people are able to come together again. Mm -hmm. and, And out their differences and and enjoy
2: yeah there's a few people and uh, we're not going to name names but i'm sure you'll know some of the folks i'm talking about where i remember you know initial falling outs with you know some of the 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 organizers or conventions or whatever and now like maybe like 10 eight years later whatever now they're back and now everyone's friends again Mm mm-hmm And that's always cool to see, too, because it's like, you know, you want everyone to, you know,
1: get along. Right. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that, you know, I've always tried to push is that if someone wants to go to the convention and they're afraid that something might happen or whatever, like, no, come on, come on back, come on and, and just come and enjoy yourself, you know well a lot of us this old guys i keep going back to that but you know who've been in the trenches and seen the con wars um it's it's nice that we're still together and we're still we can laugh at things yeah. and then we still enjoy it and it's yeah. it's still a great time yeah Matt, you feel better now
2: <laughs> i do i do i i mean man
0: i I, I think the thing going back to people and all you know the gatekeepers is just I, I I'm convinced more than anything people don't know how to use social media. Oh no! I think <laughs> I just no. I mean I'm just saying I think that's more. I mean you know look at look at Trump. But yeah, have you seen our president? But 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 aside from that, I mean like I, I just I think people say things, uh, and there and there's no filter on social media. Whereas like in person, like. You're you're not going to treat people that way. You're not going to say those things. And I think another thing that happens is people say things and they get taken one way. When if you're having that conversation face to face, like it's probably just a joke, and you laugh it off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who's got time to argue about giant, you know, monster? I, I just I don't
2: <laughs> a lot of we, people we, apparently.
0: We, we we do it all the time. But I mean, like there there is some real venom out there, and and I just I don't know. I don't understand it. But like in person. When we were at Phantom Fest, like it was great, and I, I know Bird's spoken. He's been to so many of these things. Like I, I, definitely trust his opinion. Obviously, Jeff, you've been organizing it, so it doesn't seem like it would be an issue. But I, I was worried, kind of, because I mean, I've, I mean, I've had some bad interactions with people
2: online.
1: Well, you're um, in the toy
2: groups. <laughs> oh my god, those guys um, can be. Those guys can be. <laughs> they can be a little intense. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but uh, it's so funny, and the thing is. I have fun and I enjoy the toy guys and the dealers and, and all that. And I've known them, I mean, a lot of, some some of these guys, Kyle, you included, when I first started going, we're, were 10, 11, 15 years old, whatever. And now they're getting to be into the 30s. Yeah, And, and now people the- my
2: age are bringing their
1: kids now. Right, exactly. And it, it, that's that's the thing that I really enjoy is it. I look back at the pictures of the early days or the early conventions, and I look and I'm like, oh man, there you are when you were, you know, a 13 year old, and you know, here you are now. I mean, that was one of the cool things. That, um, the last there were a couple of years where uh, John DeSantis did the concerts, uh, the music concerts, uh, symphonic concerts at the Pickwick Theater. And um, he did scoring and everything, and each concert was a different theme. And Kickstarter took place, and this was all done outside of G Fest. It was not G Fest; didn't have anything to do with it, other than the two ran concurrently. And so, I remember seeing John as you know a young boy uh, at G Fest uh, and, and the group that he hangs around with. Uh, that, every year they keep coming back and to see him go from that to being up on that uh, conductor's podium and, and getting the orchestra going. And I remember that first concert, uh, you know, people are uh, crying. Just so <laughs> emotional. This is so amazing. Those concerts and, were a lot of fun. Yeah, they really were. And um, I just, Oh, it was just such a great experience. And just so to see someone go from the, the young guys to, to, young men uh, and doing you know pull off what he did was just it was amazing and and it's the things like that that make you go okay the little petty squabbles are nothing compared to the things like that that are just amazing
0: yeah definitely that's a really good way of putting it honestly (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I don't think that can
1: be said any better. You know, another thing is um, we were talking about Kazuhiro Nakagawa earlier and when he brought Day of the Kaiju and and after his movie played, because I think he got there, I remember he got there right before, right around the time his movie was going to play, and I said, well, you want to come up and see the convention? He spoke some English and so I, I always like to take the first-timers into the dealer's room and I was like, come on with me. And so I took him in and he walked into the door and he just froze and his jaw just dropped to the ground. And yeah. He...
2: Matt, that's what I'm expecting out of you. Yeah, I'm sure that'll that'll You can spend hours in there and like I sometimes I just go in there and I don't even buy anything. I just look at stuff. What? <laughs> what? yeah believe it or not
0: yeah my, my wife's got me on a very strict uh strict budget so uh, well I, I gotta i gotta be p- picky and choosy but man i'm i'm excited i'm excited just to go in there and and try not to spend money in my life savings and my my child's uh <laughs> college
1: fund <laughs> Now the, the good thing is if you budget a certain amount and go in there do don't spend it right away work your way around the room. Mm. If you see something that, oh, that's the one thing I was looking for and this price is okay, then, okay, do it. But don't think that the first time you see that thing that you want, you have to jump on it. See what other people are are looking for, what they want to sell it to you for and come back around. If it's something that there are a number of them out there for sale, uh, that'll work to your favor um i've seen it many times where people walk in the door and the very first dealer they come to boom they throw it down and then they walk around in the corner and someone else has the exact same thing for less for less right if they just taken their time and looked around um they would have been much better off or been happier or been able to buy that other thing because they had some more money to spend but um yeah the dealer's room is a blast and the thing that we did this year, and I don't know how I, I just thought of it, was because, and you've seen, I've seen you in the line, Kyle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that thing just goes all the way down the hall through the lobby, winds around. Last year, it went across and out the back door into the patio. And I said, I said no, that's not fun. You don't get to experience the convention that way. What if we get wristbands that have numbers on them? And someone will be there at the door handing them out when people walk up and everyone has their wristband. You say, okay, now go away, go enjoy the convention, go to some sessions, go to the model room, go to Artist Alley, do something else. But don't stand, you're not going to be able to stand in the line. And about a half hour before the dealer room opens, come on back. We'll line everybody up by the number on their wristband. And that way you don't spend the whole day missing out on the convention. Yeah. Cuz there
2: are those there are those people that are like so crazy about it that like they need to be in line. And I used to be like that, but over the years I I've been like, you know what? I'll go when everything dies down. Die- I'll I'll go after it's been open for like an hour or two and it's cleared out and it's so much easier to get in. But yeah, there's so many people. That's a great idea cuz there's so many people that like I feel like if they aren't in line, they feel like they're going to like whatever they want is going to be gone. And, right. you know, it's like you said, chances are it won't be unless there's, like, that one super rare thing that you know there'll be. So, yeah, it's it's a good way to get people in and have them not waste their day. I've, like, I've seen people at the front of that line from, like, the very beginning of Friday morning, and it's like,
1: what are you guys doing? Right. And it opens at, like, 2 o'clock, the dealer's room opens, so from... Seven thirty in the morning until, and in, and I've even, so I go around and I'm putting the room signs up and there are already people lined up outside the dealership <laughs> and I'm doing it at seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, "What are come on. So this will help out. I think this will really be a good thing.
2: Yeah. And that's, that almost seems kind of like the extension of um, a few years ago, you guys rolled out the, uh, the tickets for the autographs where everyone's at a different table and it used to be everyone was at this in the same place, all the guests, and you just like met them all at once, and the line would be massive. And it's so okay. much easier to navigate
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the great thing is that Tim Bean does this a number of conventions, and he was doing it the one, uh, his Fandom Fest that you were talking about, Matt. Yep. Uh, he's a nice so guy. He, I like him a lot. Tim's great. and And he knows how to do it. It's, 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 he's done it enough times, he knows what to do. And that's the whole thing with this, is that after you start doing it and you take your lumps and you things don't go right, but the next year you get another chance to do it again and you learn from your mistakes and you get these things up and, and just make it a better experience for everyone.
2: And um, up until recently, the guests didn't even charge for autographs. Obviously, I know why. That's important for them. But, uh, right. you know, it, it. another thing I like is, um,
1: like, everyone's reasonably priced. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing is that you look in some of the other conventions with people who are a bit player in The Walking Dead and what they charge. And you go, oh, my gosh. And then you see what's coming here and to, to the folks that are in the movies that we love. And the it's it's a great deal. It really is.
2: Yeah, and then um, and then Robert Scott Field, of course. Right, (laughs) he's there. (laughs) I don't. I just. I. He's never gonna not be at one.
1: I'm convinced. He's he's been a great help. Uh, You know, not only was he in Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, but um, you know, he's such a great translator. Yeah, and, and is able to make it engaging for the, the listener as he tells the story and translates it back into English. Um, you know, that's, that's a great thing, great uh, talent to have.
2: Yeah. His, his, do you guys look for other translators or if he's there, do you just say like, Hey, are you cool with translating all these? We,
1: we look at the schedule and see how it falls and and what we'll need. So if there's some conflicts, um, if there's overlap that we need to have a second Translator, a third translator. Uh, we do have some folks that we've uh, that have helped us out in the past, and we'll c- contact them and see if they're available as well. But uh, usually, it, it works itself out well. That um, Scott's able to do it, and then um, in those spots where there is some conflict, we're able to fill it in as well.
2: Yeah, because I know some pe- some places like translators like charge like a ton of money per hour and stuff yeah they're, like, they're not cheap yeah
1: <laughs> all right well and that's the thing is that we'll get some folks who want to who either have uh their youtube channel or public access program or write for a newspaper or something like that and they'll say well can i come in and can i talk to uh one of the guests and we'll say, well, yes, you can. Um, do you speak Japanese? And the, and that's the last. They're like, oh, I didn't even think of that, and because <laughs> it's not, and you're like, yeah, there's there's that language barrier. So um, you know, that's always something you have to remind people of is that there is there is there is a language consideration.
2: Yeah, um, is uh, do you think attendance has been higher now that you have? Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff?
1: I think a couple things happened a couple years ago, probably around 2014, 2013, 2012, is when we saw the bump. And that was when people... And I think Facebook is what did it. Um, And I think Twitter. And then Godzilla became cool Mm -hmm. um, once that 2014 film came out. And so all these things kind of is like a a microcosm or a perfect storm of uh, events that took place. And that's where we've seen the bump. And it, and it was a big, it wasn't, uh, I mean, the crowds were respectable for what uh, what we were doing and for our fandom. But then around that time, it went boom and went up. Yeah. And not people were able to, I mean, it used to be, you'd get the magazine and the magazine used to be monthly. Then it went to quarterly. And you'd have to wait for the magazine or look on the forums. But then once there's a Facebook page and a fan or a G-Fest Facebook page and a, a G-Fan page, once those things, people are able to follow up with it every day, multiple times a day, and get their news through that. Um, that really helped a lot.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like the last few years, it's been just like, busier than, like, early 2000s, mid-2000s. I think it's it's really kind of gone up. And that, that almost kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about how between the people there, t- but the attendees or anyone else, really, it's surprising there almost aren't more, like, issues. Like, have you ever had to, like, break up a fight or anything?
1: I mean... There have been... That means yes. <laughs> yeah. There have been disagreements. Yeah. But, I mean, not, not an all-out fighter. Right, cuff, yeah. Getting the hair on the back of their neck is starting to rise, mm. and they're puffing chest out. And you step in, you say, okay, All what's right, the yeah. problem? Yeah. Let's work it out. Let's talk it out. Um, there have been a couple of those. But, I mean, when you look at how long it's been going on and how many people you have together, um, I would say negligible.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's great because especially now you're hearing about people trying to go to conventions and kill the Green Ranger and (laughs) stuff like that.
1: You know, getting ridiculous. I mean, it's really it's just people trying to have a good time and enjoying uh, a a topic or a fandom or you know something that uh, a common interest, and people lose sight of why you're really there and and what's really important yeah. in life.
2: Yeah, so. and um, and I was telling Matt, because he, he's going to bring his wife this year, I was telling him, like, I know... I've gone with people who have little to no interest and still manage to... Like, when I was a kid, like, my mom always thought they were super fun. And, like, she doesn't watch Godzilla movies. She doesn't know who played what monster. You know, she was just taking her kid to this thing. But even she thought it was amusing enough to... You know, it never felt like a oh, I got to drag my kid to this dumb thing. It never felt like that to her. And uh, like last year, I brought my girlfriend, who you know, I've watched a bunch of the movies with her, and she likes them, but I wouldn't say she's a fan. And she's mm-hmm. been talking to me all the time about how excited she is to go back and and all that. So I was telling Matt, like, your wife will be fine. Like, yeah, cool. it's I think I think it's just the atmosphere. Like we said, it, it's it's a positive atmosphere that. I think, you know, it, it makes people feel comfortable, and you know, it, it, it's not as like, you know, people are never rushing you through lines or anything, and I go to a lot of conventions that are like that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a... My wife went with me to the 95 show, to the 90... She would go to all those shows with me until the kids came along, and even then, she would still come when the kids were old enough to, to go to G-Fest. Um, but she loved going she had no interest at all but she said i really what i really enjoy about this and sitting in on these sessions is to listen to people talk about something they have a passion for and that's the thing is that you know even though she may not know exactly what they're talking about but they know the minutiae and they know the details and all this stuff and what the information that they can put out and she said that she's said that a number of times to me, you know. She says, "I said, well, you, you know, do you want to go? I don't know if you want to go." She goes, "No, I enjoy going because I like listening to people talk about something that they have a passion for." Yeah,
2: I think I think that '96 one. I think the first panel we went to, it was it, this is the year after Destroya came out, so that was like the big thing everyone was talking about. And I think the right. first one was it was a panel where the late uh, Guy Tucker was. Mm-hmm. He was still hot about... Because, um, you know, he he had submitted scripts to Toho right. for Godzilla movies. And right. he was like, you know, Godzilla vs. Destroyer. there's some ideas that are very familiar. And he was just like, he was going off on it. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, these people are so like... They're... She she pretty much said like, oh my gosh, these people are care about this stuff like you do. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> you know, but she was shocked that there were so many people that... The I think that that ninety six con I don't I think she was expecting like okay it'll just be like a little weekend thing but like it it was this huge turnout of people of all ages and she was just like oh my gosh like there's actual people that like love this stuff and they stick with it and you don't see that in a lot of fandoms really other than like you know Star Wars and Star Trek um they aren't as like generational you know like we said like matt was talking about like if he feels like it's okay this year maybe even bringing his son who matt landon will be what four next year
0: yeah he'll be he'll be four next year
2: yeah like i know that you were saying like well if if i feel like it's something that he would entertain him like maybe you'll take him next year so like uh yeah it's 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 going to be that way. So I don't know. Hopefully he'll be taking your grandkids.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember when my son first went and he was probably four or five, I don't remember his exact age, but he just, he loved it. Of course. And you know, the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, and I remember he wanted to make one year, once he saw people doing the videos, he wanted to make his own video. And so he, we got it done, and he had his little swimming pool in the backyard, and had his Bandai figures, and we did smoke bombs going off, and we played uh, Godzilla heavy metal music in the background, and that was this the theme. He did the battling and everything, and then he went and played it at, with the film festival, or not the film festival at the time, but the video contest and mm-hmm. he got a little toy for it and the smile on his face i we still have the photo and he has a giant smile because he's so excited and he must have been like five or six but um yeah it the kids love it and there's not only is it i mean what can kids do what will they enjoy well there's kids activities mostly on saturday morning goes up until about noon or so uh, where there are arts and crafts and and coloring and things like that and that room stays open most of the weekend for them to go in there even if it's nothing structured going on but they can go on and and work with these uh have fun and do things that they enjoy because they get real antsy uh, at the sessions and may not yeah. enjoy as the they go to, but they can uh do the coloring and arts and crafts or stop into the film festival um and just see what's going on or in the model room uh things like that so there's look at the artwork there's all kinds of things to do and for the really young ones there is that Mina's room or whatever yeah. we call it yeah. these days um that they can have fun in and do things and, and uh so there's something for everyone of all, good, ages, something yeah. for yeah. of all ages something for people of all ages
2: yeah, man, I'm making want
0: to bring Landon this year. Honestly, he he loves uh, he loves monsters, man. He, he's yeah. he's he's ecstatic about watching movies with me, and he's got a little toy collection going. It's a lot of fun.
1: Well, just remember, you'll probably have to take him to the dealer's room.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. And like grabbing everything and then breaking somebody's really expensive figure. I'm like, well, there goes my budget.
1: <laughs> that's what I can see happening. Break it, you buy it. Uh huh. No, I'm thinking more along the lines of, can I have this? Can I have this?
0: Can I have this? Can I have this? Yeah. Oh, he would definitely be doing that, or he would like grab a toy and then run off with it, not thinking about like, uh, dad has to pay for that first.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but no, it's it's really amazing how much it's grown because I mean I remember the days where like it was like okay well the video guys they can't do bootlegs anymore because toho has like spies (laughs) or whatever and then it's like well then it turned into well some are okay some aren't and then you know i like i remember all that and it's amazing that that it grew into this really um and yeah i think it all starts with i mean with the internet i i feel like a, a in a way a little bit of this is gone but when i was younger it was that discovering the magazine or discovering things like that and being like oh wow there's actually other people that like this stuff and now right. i mean a simple google search will tell you every godzilla movie and all that stuff but you know i remember when it was a lot harder than that and you felt like you were the only person on earth who had seen these things
1: Right. Well, it used to be you'd get the magazine and it would have the film book in there. And it was, you know, the movies would come around Christmas time. And so not long after that, you get the whole tell you the story and, oh, this is going to be great. And then you'd <clears throat> get the videos. I remember getting some videos out of the back of, um, oh, was it like Film Threat Magazine or uh, uh, Psychotronic and getting them through Video Search of Miami and things like that. you get the VHS copies and watch them. And then Time would go on, and you could get them, you know, a little bit better-looking copies of this and, and everything. But, I mean, when you first see them, in, exactly. I mean, now the movie comes out, and you find out all the spoilers and everything the day it comes out. <laughs> yeah, but, no uh, kidding. I mean, uh Or you accidentally crazy. find them on Facebook. <laughs> right. That
2: happens a lot, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My favorite, uh, my, one of the most infuriating things uh, was, like, normally, like, reputable sources running headlines like Mothra, Rodan, and Gatora confirmed for Kong post credit scene. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, can't we have some fun and see it? Then the, mo- the movie itself screwed that up, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the end of the credits. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: So, Matt, do you feel like your expectations are a little more... Uh, uh, I guess cooled now. Do you, do you feel? Do you feel a little more comfortable with your first G Fest here?
0: I'm excited, man. I, I'm excited to go, and uh, I'm excited for the panels to, to learn. Now I'm like more hyped than I probably need to be. <laughs> Damn it, Jeff!
1: I bl- I blame you for all this. Hey,
2: he's least... he's he's, he's got to hype up his con, man.
1: All right, well, we still have plenty <laughs> of stuff that we haven't even touched on yet. So <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, and it, it, it's like, it's always but it's been lately, like, the panels have been so good that I don't even, I have to, like, choose which one I have to go to. Like, the last few years, there's been a few times where it's like, okay, I really want to go to both of these. And then, like, I'll spend ten minutes in one, and then I'll hop out and spend ten minutes in another one. And I'm, like, trying to, like, go to both, and it's like, that's the best I can do. Right. That's not a bad thing, though.
1: Right. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean... It's not just the the sessions, but you know, like we were saying before, we've got the ballrooms and then I think one more of the rooms downstairs going. So they generally have three tracks going all weekend long.
2: Yeah.
1: And then the same thing. I mean, I'm I'm down in the in the midway room running the film festival and so I don't get out to I'm like, Oh, I really want to see the session, but I can't. And so I'll try if I have oh good, the next movie's an hour and a half get it started and then let it run for a little bit, make sure everything's good, that the sound's fine, everyone's happy. And then I'll take off and try and get a couple minutes of a session and then come back down. It just, yeah, there's so much going on. Um, and it, not just that, I mean, with that, but we've got um, Artist Alley that we haven't even talked about. Oh, where, yeah. That's um, grown a lot in the last few years. really has. It really has. And so many talented people. Uh, with with their artwork and everything, um, and then we've got it's, we've got the three sessions threads going at the same time. But then we've got Stan Hyde's model thread uh, that he schedules and puts together, uh, and it's usually running right next to the model displays, and and they'll go through and do things like um, this year, people are able to get this big Godzilla bust at for a uh, fee you can get the bust and then i think like an airbrush that you're able to then they'll take you through and guys who are expert model makers will help you put it together and paint it uh and it's just amazing and then a lot of times uh you just look at these different sessions and there'll be uh demonstrations on how to do different techniques and things like that i mean it's it's just amazing and the talent again that these people have uh Building models and such is just fascinating. It's great.
2: Yeah, and the the model room is always really cool to stroll through. Uh, with the film and costume contests, the last year was the first one I'd been to in a really long time, and I felt like there were so many more entries than I was used to. Is that something that you just keep getting more of every year? Because last year I was blown away by how many there were.
1: Yeah. the it's not just how many, but the level of uh, suits that these people are making is just amazing. I mean, I remember back in the old days, and you'd get like one or two people. But now, boom, now the one thing is a uh, big change this year is that all the inflatable Godzilla 2014 suits that we yeah, the last Yeah, I was
2: going to ask, what was
1: what was up <laughs> with those? <laughs> it's like a, a pack of them. And so this year it's like, okay, and and... Paul Gavin's runs the the costume contest as well as Dojo Studios, where they over the course of the weekend um, make their own movie and do their own special effects, their own monsters and things like that. It's, it's amazing what, when you see the finished product and what they do and the hard work that they put into it. Uh, but Paul also does the uh, the costume contest, and and that was one of the the takeaways from it was okay, we got to do something about the inflatable Godzilla 2014s. There's just too many of them. And he said yeah what we're going to do is we'll tell it it will have the rules they'll say if you are going to bring the inflatable Godzilla 2014 suit don't um, <laughs> you're all going to go up at one time and you're going to go right off at the same time you're not eligible for any prizes cuz there this is a costume contest
2: well. <laughs> yeah and you're walking in with a store bought costume oh you know right. well I saw it is now there is an inflatable Kong one
1: so oh. watch out Okay, so we have to put that rule in as well. <laughs> yeah, it looks terrible too. By the way, uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's oh, so it's hideous. Bad. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, at the same time that the dojo studios, if you can take some time to see it, you can walk and they'll they have a ballroom that's uh, over by the dealer's room, so it's deep and high ceiling, and they'll spend the whole weekend. On Thursday they'll be getting set up and everything, and then on while the third the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so while the convention's going on, they're working and they're actually making a film. And there have been times where guests have had cameos in the films. They've involved people at the convention saying, Okay, line up outside, meet us outside the hotel at two o'clock on Saturday. We're gonna shoot some crowd scenes, some people running and stuff like that. And so they'll they'll make a movie and then the next year they'll show it off uh, as part of the, you know, the Saturday Saturday night festivities are the big deal. Uh, Because you've got the costume contest. But in addition to that, you've got other things that go on. Like uh, Dave Nunez runs a charity uh, called G-Fans Helping G-Fans. And he's um, doing raffles. He's uh, having people donate items, toys, things like that, that'll then go as part of these raffles. And so he's raising money uh, that goes towards uh, some families uh, who have autistic children and things like that. Uh, and so kind of a, a personal charity that we have. Um, and so Dave runs that in addition to running the dealer's room. So um, doing the raffle and everything takes place on that Saturday night. Uh, another thing we're going to do this year is the, uh, the mangled skyscraper award will be handed out, handed out on Saturday night, as well as uh, the G fan hall of fame uh, awards as well. So uh, those things will be going on Saturday night. Um, but Paul will also show uh, some of the works of Dojo Studios and their latest film and things like that. And when you look at, I mean, the things they've done, I don't know, Kyle, if you've seen some of those videos they've done. Oh, yeah. But uh, they've got G Fantas going there, uh, Mecha G Fantas, some other characters, other monsters that are flying monsters, and and just great things. And just the work that people do and what goes into it. it's, It's really a lot of fun. And, um, just, there's just so much going on. I hope we covered most everything.
2: Yeah, no. Like uh, I was telling Matt, like I forget what he said. He because uh, I said something like, uh, "Well, if we end up getting to do any interviews or anything, that'd be cool." But I was like, you know, I also want to have time to do everything. And Matt was like, "Oh, we'll have plenty of time." I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> there's no free time. Right. <laughs> From nine a.m. until like basically night. 10 p.m. or whatever you are doing something
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and the thing is the crown plaza has a great uh patio out back so yeah, they do when the convention is done and people are either going to the pickwick or after they come back from the pickwick from the movies uh people are generally hanging out out on the patio hanging out in the lobby just yakking just talking and just you know it. it there's always it seems almost around the clock
2: yeah, uh, like the the do, people will um, be out there till five a.m.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy.
2: Yeah, no, Matt, uh, you are going to have the time of your
1: life.
0: Yeah, man, I'm I'm super excited. Cool, I, I really am. I, uh, I I'm looking forward to it. I've been this will be my first vacation of the year. Uh I have like three weeks of vacation to my job and this is like my first vacation. I'm taking like a week and a half off. So it'll be extended Godzilla vacation for me.
1: Excellent.
2: Yeah. And it, it's always 'cause uh a lot of the times I'll uh I'll stay like an extra day down there Cause I have friends in Chicago that I like to visit and, you know, I like to go out and see the city cause I really like Chicago. And then like, it's always sad when I go back that day to the hotel room it's like, Oh, well I can't put the in-house station on anymore. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, everyone's gone.
1: <laughs> well, Yeah. That's where I was saying earlier that used to, I'd schedule it to run until four o'clock on Sunday afternoon and then people are saying, well, but we're all here until Monday morning. And can't you get it? I'm like, OK. And so get it to run overnight on Sunday into Monday morning. And uh, you know, people hang out and they're still in because it used to be that end of the convention sadness. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, and, yeah. And this was in the days before <laughs> Facebook was even worse. It's like, oh, man, everyone's leaving. I'm going to miss everybody. <laughs> but then Facebook hit and I'm like, oh. You know, everyone's signing up and friending each other on Facebook, and you see each other every day. And that's the nice thing about that is that it used to be you'd spend so much time catching up and how's your year been and yeah. what have you been up, to, what are you doing. Now all that's taking place because you follow each other every day and you just jump right in. And, Let's go! Da, da, da.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. yeah the, those extra days in the hotel, it's like, well, that's where the dealer's room was yesterday. It's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but no i think yeah i mean i think we we covered a lot um did matt did you have any you you you've been kind of just listening to me and jeff bs did, did was there any questions or anything that uh you wanted to to get out there
0: i mean you you guys you honestly covered it all. i think you asked all the questions that we've talked about kind of uh previously i mean I'm just excited to be a part of it, honestly. I'm I'm honored to be able to present at a panel, and then I'm going to geek out when I get to go to other panels and just take all the information. And that's that's the real exciting part for me, is I'm going to be able to learn stuff.
2: Right. Yeah. And um, we've mentioned oh a couple of these, but full guest roster. We have uh, composer Michiru, Michiru Oshima, uh, artist Yuji Kaida, uh, Shinji Higuchi, who uh, needs no introduction at this point. Um, actor Ryuki Kitoaka. Did I say that right? I probably completely ruined this guy's name. Um, yeah, that's close enough. I mean,
1: he goes by Ryuki?
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kazuhiro Nakagawa, who we talked about, um, short film Day of the Kaiju, and Higuchi's assistant on Attack on Titan and Shin Godzilla kiyotaka taguchi who is an awesome effects guy who did yeah he's great yeah the short gehera and um worked on some of the godzilla films uh has been the showrunner for last couple ultraman series and awesome awesome effects artist of course mr uh robert scott field m11 himself there to the surprise of nobody um (laughs) And, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going off like the, like I said, the ever reliable Wikipedia page, but, uh, Black Lightning and DC Comics, uh, writer and artist, Tony Isabella, which uh, is, 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 is he, is he just there as a, he was there
1: last year too. What's his, yeah. he was last, he was there last year. And, uh, I mean, he's part of the comics industry and you go, yeah. okay, well, what does that have to do with this? Well, I mean, a lot of comics have giant, were Godzilla comics and, mm. and, Marvel and things like that. And so he came and just was able to talk about last year, he presented on, um, you know, giant monsters in comic books. Yeah. Uh, that, and just, he knows a lot. Um, he's, you know, one of us. He enjoys the movies and, and a number of other things. Did he reach and, out to
2: you guys? Because I feel like that's no, that's not a name that you would just come up with.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, Martin and Pam, he he knew them and came through them. Um, and he's a friend of theirs. And so this year, he's going to be partaking in a, a number of panels, a couple of panels. But one of them, I mean, this is a big year for anniversaries of giant monster films. I mean so fifty seven, sixty-seven, uh a lot of things going on. So he's gonna be part of some of those panels. And he just enjoyed uh presenting and yeah. being part of the panels, uh just like anyone else who That's is awesome. able to yeah. Um
2: Well yeah, and and he's also about to there's a black lightning T V show coming up, so yeah, he's uh might might be a little more in demand after that we'll see <laughs> but um but no yeah it's an awesome awesome uh guest list here um and uh of course the movies on Thursday if you get there early you can catch King Kong versus Godzilla Dragon Wars Godzilla versus Megagiras and Godzilla 2014 at the Pickwick Friday night, you can catch Skull Island, and Saturday, you can catch Shin Godzilla. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, as someone who's been going to, to the, the con since I was a kid, it's super impressive the amount of work such a small group of people put on just to make this all happen. And um, yeah, it's it's always a great time, and I am looking forward to it like hell. Um and, uh, yeah, no, keep up the great work. Is there anything else you wanted to get out there before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I was talking earlier about when I first got involved, it was through volunteering. Uh, and there are always things that people could do just to put in some time, uh, run for an hour, or a little bit of time in you know, the registration desk, a uh, number of other things at the security, uh, not security, but at the the dealer's room at the door to help count the number of people that go in and make sure that that's okay or to be at a, the model room door to just make sure that everything's in line there to help out. So uh, volunteering. So if you go to the GFAN website uh, it's g-fan.com there'll be a section for GFEST and then within there there's a section where you can look at volunteering your time. And you don't have to put in a lot of time. I mean, every little bit helps and it shows you how to how to go ahead and, and, and get more information about being a volunteer. And again, if, if you haven't been before and just want to see how it works, or get involved. I mean, it's a, it's a great way to become part of the convention and, and just uh, help get things going and keep them running smoothly. Yeah,
2: you can never have too many uh, extra hands, that's right. for sure. Well, do you feel like you're... Uh, like do you get a chance to get as involved in as a fan like i was talking to chris uh, olio last year and i was like cuz i re- i knew him before he started setting up concerts and doing panels and stuff and i was like chris do you ever get a chance to like actually do anything now cuz you're always in this dealers room <laughs> so like do you feel like the do you feel like you even is with being like one of the main hands behind it do you still feel like you get to experience it enough at, on a fan level
1: not at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, w- I wouldn't I mean, think so that was yeah, a good answer I, like i was saying last year i was able to sit in on a couple you know an extended period 10-15 minutes in a session and that was probably the longest time in years that i'd done that um so it, it's funny cuz JD and I'll see each other beginning and talk can usually have some dinner uh the night before everything gets going and then at the end but the rest of the time we just can't wave at each other as we running back and forth down the hallway <laughs> getting this, putting this fire out doing this oh yeah. like, how you doing? Good, good i'm doing fine how's everything going? good good okay good <laughs> zoom 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 so um, one day, yeah, maybe,
2: maybe if all our listeners sign up and help out a lot, maybe one year you can just take a year off and just experience it from the fan level.
1: That would be great. <laughs> well, what we're hoping to do is be able to retire sometime soon and and let the next generation take over yeah. for us. <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, no kidding. Um, no, no it, it really is. You know, I say that and I and I joke and everything in that, but just seeing. How everyone enjoys it and what a great time they have makes the work so, so worth it. Um, and, you know, the sacrifice and the time and the grouchiness towards my wife and my family come June and July. And they're like, OK, here he goes again. And so, <laughs> I mean, just the way everyone, the enjoyment that everyone gets from it and how much fun it is and, and seeing people that, you know, you've been friends with for you know close to 25 years now um It's it's really it makes it all worthwhile and it, it really is a lot of fun and you know Matt you're gonna have a great time I really look forward to to hearing how things go and and how much fun you you had when this thing is all done.
2: Yeah, he says that yes, with confidence, it, but it's it's true. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> no,
0: I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. Yeah,
2: great, great. All right, cool. Well no one else has anything um Jeff thank you so much for uh taking the time to talk to us um it and you know it's it's really easy to especially when you're there forget how much work is actually going on around you uh from guys like yourself and uh yeah keep up the great work and you know I every year I try my best to get out there um this might be my fifth or so in a row but you know uh, yeah, and I always have a great time. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing all that with us. And, um, yeah, Matt, any last words for Jeff here?
0: Yeah, just thanks for coming on. I, re- I really do appreciate it. It's nice to actually get to talk to you a little bit. We've been uh, Facebook friends for a while now. Right. So, so we've got to actually talk now. It's, it's like it's almost official. I'll get to meet you in the next month or so.
1: Right, exactly. Well, thanks a lot for letting me come on and, and having me. And uh, like I said, before, a big fan of the podcast, so it's fun to be a part of it. And, and uh, I can't wait to say I sound like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's the worst. I I,
1: I don't know if anyone yeah, likes know. their own
0: voice, but uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't listen. I hate listening to myself. I'm like, oh god, I sound
1: like such a dweeb. <laughs> yeah. I know, but um, yeah, I talked about the website where people get more information. Also, their Facebook, there's a G-Fest page um, where people can go and and sign up or, you know, join uh, that group. It's a Facebook group, Um, and just go there and get the latest information about the convention year-round.
2: Yeah, so check it out at g-fan.com, and yeah, go on there, register, and... You can find links to the hotel that it's at if you're lucky enough to find uh, a room. If not, there's surrounding hotels that they have good deals with. And uh, yeah, anyone out there, don't be afraid to come say hello if you're attending and um, uh, check us out at 10 a.m. Saturday in ballroom one. So, all right, well, Jeff, thanks again and we'll head on out. Um, So, uh, all right, everyone, I hope to see you there. Chumba.
1: ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. All work prohibited by law.
0: 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.